joining us glad to have you back once again and a happy thanksgiving week to you this is always a nice week isn't it for most of us a guaranteed four-day weekend for kids in school who are now soft as hell an entire week off i remember growing up we got thursday and friday off and we were all psyched because we had a four-day weekend now it's what good god a nine-day weekend and i remember i had a college professor tell me he's like we used to give thursday and friday off which meant the kids didn't come on wednesday Then we started giving Wednesday off, which meant the kids stopped coming Tuesday and Monday. So now we give the whole week off and it's like the Friday before classes are just this desert wasteland. And I remember listening to this and thinking, well, you know what, Dr. B, college kids are D-bags. What do you expect? Kudos to all of us. And kudos to him for scheduling a test that Friday before Thanksgiving week. That sucked. But I remember after it was over, went and got day drunk with a friend at the Pickle Barrel, had a bunch of shots, a bunch of beers, a great sandwich. Big shout out to the Pickle Barrel in Fort Collins, one of my favorite places. So anyway, Thanksgiving week. I thought I'd do something fun for you this week. Now, I know I told you that my DFF 42 coverage was over. Denver Film Festival 2019 wrapped up, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago at this point. And I know I said I've given you all the content I have there. It's not entirely true. So this week, instead of a traditional episode, I'm going to air all of the first jobs I captured at Denver Film Festival 42. That's right. I got them from everyone I interviewed. I guess except for Lily Zapeda. I should have gotten hers. That would have been good. And these are really fun because this year's collection of interviews at the Denver Film Fest was really good. Admittedly, when I went into it, I didn't recognize most of the folks on that list. But coming out of it, man, I am really pleased with the coverage. Mr. Toilet was a fascinating documentary, as was You Don't Know Me. Man Camp was really funny and really heartfelt. And then Waves was an absolute force of nature with Trey Edward Schultz. I mean, good God. What a film. If you haven't heard much about it outside of this show, you're gonna. You're gonna hear more about that and about him because, wow, what a movie. But for now, and I suppose in honor of Thanksgiving, I never really thought about it that way, but Okay, this is the Thanksgiving trope, but since most of us have all this time off from work, why not talk about our first jobs, our first gigs, the less glamorous ones, the ones that kicked off our career. And I promise you, you are going to enjoy these. Here's how it's going to go. We're going to kick it off with Jeffrey McHale, the director of You Don't Know Me. Then we're going to kick it over to Jack Sim, who was the subject of Mr. Toilet. He is Mr. Toilet himself. Then we'll go to Trey Edward Schultz, director of Waves. Then we're going to hit the crew from Man Camp. We'll start with Nate Bakke. We'll go to Dan Cummings. And then we'll go to Pete Gardner. And as long as it is Thanksgiving, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me be a part of your life. I feel like I said that like James Vanderbeek. Thank you for letting me be a part of your life. I don't know if that was good or not. I'm not going to listen to it back because who gives a shit? And this is all in good fun anyway. But I mean that sincerely. Because this show brings me great joy and I hope it does you too. And you are the reason I do it. If it were just me talking into this microphone with no one listening, what's the good in that? But if we can all work together, build empathy in the world, create a bridge where one maybe didn't exist before, and have some laughs along the way, then we're doing good work. So thank you. Have a happy and safe holiday. We'll do plugs in the back end of this show. But for now, 
Let's do this cavalcade of first jobs. We're going to kick it off with Jeffrey McHale, and it's kind of expected. It's a little bit of a cliche. He acknowledges that, but fun nevertheless. Episode 235 is all the first jobs I captured at Denver Film Festival 42, and it starts right now. Jeffrey McHale, what was your first job? My first job was very, very, uh, it was a cliche. It was a, I worked at a movie theater. Nice. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So okay. I was, uh, I started 14, I think 14 and nine months you could start working uh, in Michigan. Uh, okay. So I was pretty young. Um, started at the behind the concession stand, okay. um, and then gradually worked my way up to box office. <laughs> okay, I don't want you to necessarily date yourself, but I had some friends who worked in movie theaters, like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and it would be like the summer of 1996 or whatever, and they would have seen every single movie that came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a summer like that where you remember even like the shittiest movie? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, yeah, wa- walking in, just checking, you know, movie checks, and you know, you'd see you'd see them even if you you know actually didn't sit down and watch them but um but yeah you know and taking the posters home and you know all that stuff like all the merch that they would send be like are you guys giving this away like can i can i take that home uh coming home with giant garbage bags full of popcorn uh wow that uh, my parents loved uh um (laughs) i uh, i had to buy my movie posters from suncoast movie company in the mall Mm -hmm. Um, and I had I had the worst movie posters on my wall. I had like Demon Knight, you know, Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. uh, Rumble in the Bronx starring mm-hmm. Jackie Chan, like grumpier old men, mm-hmm. you know, like all sorts of just forgettable middle brow fare. Yeah. But were, was your room festooned with posters? It was. It, sadly, it was. So I had my movie posters from my job. And then I also my had a Entertainment Weekly subscription. Oh, I did, too. And. For uh, for some reason, I basically anytime there'd be a poster in the magazine, I would rip it out, and I had like this just ongoing collage, like <laughs> covering the walls of like these big posters, and then they would be kind of like yeah, like, in, eight and like, a half by eleven, yeah, with like the little ones around it too. So and then I would kind of change them out, like eventually, be like, eh, this one, this one's done. Um, <laughs> I did that with Absolute Vodka ads. Okay, you yeah. remember the whole like print campaign yeah, they had yeah. where it, it would just be the bottle and all these yeah, different ways. Those are great. I, I had them along the the top of my. Uh, my wall right up on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, they ran the uh-huh. until the ceiling. Yeah, uh, banner or whatever. You yeah, call it's it. like crown yeah. molting. Yeah, <laughs> but um, okay, what they pay you at this gig? Oh gosh, I want to say it was like they started at like five twenty five. Yeah, five twenty five, and it was, you know, we we were one of the theaters that had um, just like in, like poly, like terrible polyester black pants. A white short sleeve button up shirt and then a vest and a bow tie. Like, were you working for man theaters? Uh, it was AMC. Okay, it was AMC. It was a uh, yeah. It, it was it was not cute. It was not cute at all. <laughs> That's a dynamite uniform. And uh, wow, yeah. My yeah. friend Mike used to work in a movie theater. It was man theaters, uh-huh. which I think might have been bought by AMC. I don't remember. But yeah, he had the same kind of uh, <laughs> outfit, and it looked terrible. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, that may be a cliche, but you know what? Sometimes if the shoe fits, you just got to wear it. That's where you start. (laughs) So perfect. Jeffrey McHale, first job, 14 years old, working AMC theaters, slinging popcorn, cleaning out theaters. Thanks for sharing, man. Thank you. All right. Jack Sim, what was your first job? My first job was a room service waiter. Really? Yes. (laughs) Where? In uh, in the Mandarin Hotel in Singapore. Okay. (laughs) How old were you? I was 16. Okay. And how did you get hooked up with that? Now, the easiest job to get is a waiter. 
Oh, really? But I learned so much about um, people's life and human relationship. And, you know, everything you learn in your first job eventually shapes the rest of your life. I agree. And uh, being a waiter sounds like a simple job, but actually you get to observe all kind of clients and the way sometimes you eavesdrop and the things they talk about are so fascinating. <laughs> what What was something that uh, you overheard that was fascinating? Mm, a lot of people goes to hotel to have sex. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so if they order champagne and oyster, then more or less it's that, right? <laughs> and, oh. and you kind of... Uh, Learn that uh, from the food that they order and the time that they order, then all kind of different activities are happening. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how did this gig pay? Was it good? Uh, the salary is really bad, but okay. the tips are usually very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> having not been to Singapore, uh, I didn't know if it was a tipping culture or not, but it is. Uh, for room service, yes, okay. but I think in the restaurant, uh, the pink culture is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, you know what? I think that's good enough. Jack Sim, first job, <laughs> room service waiter at the Mandarin Hotel in Singapore. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Trey Edward Schultz, what was your first job? Uh, 15, 16, I was a busboy and dishwasher nice. at the Mexican restaurant <laughs> in our neighborhood. Perfect. <laughs> And how was that? Uh, it was it was good. It wasn't that bad. I got a lot of free, delicious food. I got a raise really quick because the, the boss liked me. Well done. Um, I preferred bussing more than the dishwashing. Uh, but it was, yeah, I liked it as a first job. You Did know? you have one of those, like, hot freaking cabinets? Because like, I, I worked at the salad bar at this upscale, like, Amazing. steak and seafood place. Amazing. And they're like, can you go wash dishes? And I go, I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, <laughs> put the dishes in the thing and wash them. Yeah. Uh, and it was the hottest water I've ever felt in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. We, I just, we had like a giant sink with okay. very hot water. <laughs> it's brutal, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know how those guys keep up with it. I don't know, man. Yeah. So were you, was that uh, like base plus tips? Were you tipped out by the wait staff? Uh, I don't do you remember? think so. No, I believe it was only hourly. Wow, straight yeah. hourly. Yeah, Okay. and it wasn't a lot. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? I honestly don't. I have a terrible memory for details like that. E- ages, too. I know no one's age. Oh. Uh, so I have no clue what it was. It was not a lot. Well, I have Barely young, minimum wage. Uh, totally. I have young children now, and I'll look at kids now, and I'm like, I have no idea how old that kid is. Yeah. I, don't, I can't do it, man. I don't know. I hate it. And as I get older, I find even like high school kids and college yeah. kids start yeah. all looking like babies to me. Yep. Absolutely. I'm, I'm like, you could be 13. You could be 19. Absolutely. I have no idea. I'm the same way. Um, have you been back to that restaurant? Uh, no, I don't even know if it's still around, honestly. Yeah, always yeah. a crapshoot, right? Yeah, definitely. And I haven't, because my parents moved from uh, spring to Montgomery, so I'm never back in spring, really. Yeah. Uh, but now i got to check it out. There was uh, There's a burger joint in spring that my family really liked called Wunchy Brothers. Okay, I don't think I know it. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. So if you're going to Houston and you go up the road, okay. I don't know, maybe check that out. I'll be there next week. I remember the uh, the onion rings. So Ooh. What was the dish? What was the prime dish at the restaurant? Do you remember what it was called? Um, I don't remember you the don't name. You remember that was like so, <laughs> That's awesome. Might have been Santa Fe Flats or something, but I might be totally wrong. Okay. Terrible memory. What was the best thing? Best thing 
I liked the chicken quesadilla, and I really loved the just the beef crispy taco. Oh, that's a simple, simple man. Yeah, that's a thin slice. Of, <laughs> all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Tradeward Schultz, first job, bussing tables, dishwashing at a restaurant we don't know <laughs> in Spring, Texas. Thanks for sharing, man. Thank you, brother. All right, Nate Baki, what was your first job? My first job, well, I was, uh, I think I was like 15. I was in high school, and I got a job at Boston Market. Oh, nice. All right. Slinging chicken. <laughs> and, and all sorts of delicious sides, I imagine. Yeah, a lot of, uh, I think the cornbread was very popular yeah. at the time. We, I remember we would always have a big bunch of it. That and pot pies left over, and they were just going to throw it out, so they would give me bags of food. I was very popular among my friends. Sure. I always had fattening <laughs> food to give them yeah and how was it the fattening food or the or the job the gig (laughs) the job was okay it was my first job i remember my parents had to drive me to it um nice and it was just i mean anytime you can be independent it feels good and um i i met like the first love of my life there (laughs) uh you know working in tight quarters behind the counter her name is angela hey angela (laughs) You still in uh, touch with her? No, 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 no. That's cool. I'll find her. But I do, <laughs> I do remember it like it was like a very like soap opery like high school relationship. Oh yeah, we'd, we'd get in stupid little fights. I can't even remember. Like, wait, why didn't you call me? Uh, right. You know. But you, know, we'd be working, so people would be doing their orders and coming through the drive-through line, and we'd be like. You know, I just don't understand why. <laughs> then the door would open up. Oh, um, you know, here's your uh, cream spinach and your half chicken. Have a great day. Close the door. <clears throat> I just don't get you sometimes. And it was very teenage angst, but pretty lame. Pretty uh, lame. Was Boston Market like, do you have any horror stories about that place? Or was it pretty clean? Was it a pretty tight ship? It was actually really clean. That's great. That's, um, that's always good to hear. Yeah. I, I did one restaurant gig, and I have no horror stories about that place either. The worst was there was the you had to throw away the grease and there's oh, there yeah. like a grease trap, trap yeah and it was it smelled oh nasty. that's gnarly yeah it was gross yeah no it's horrifying what'd they pay you at this gig oh, it must have been seven bucks yeah. six bucks an hour something like that it was where, where were you low. spending it on uh I think <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think I bought like a eighty six grand ham with it. I thought it was so cool. That is awesome. And it was lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. But. Nate, <laughs> Nate Bakke saving up to buy an 86 grand dam with, with uh, that sweet, sweet Boston Market money. Or was it called Boston Chicken back then? It was, it was called Boston Market at the okay. time. It, you, yeah. When I started, it was changed from Boston yeah. Chicken to Boston Market. And now I don't even know if it's around. I don't know. They used to have the corporate headquarters out here somewhere. Okay. But... Uh, are we going there after we do this? Oh, Dan is signaling it is. Perfect. Yeah, I was really into the uh, Carver chicken sandwich with honey Dijon mustard. That sounds delish. Yeah. All right, Nate Baki, thanks for sharing. You're welcome. All right, Dan Cummings, what was your first job? I, my first job was working for my dad, who owned a construction company. Oh, yeah, houses. I've heard this before. And... Uh, it, the the most terrifying thing about it was like if he caught you not working, oh, so like no. he was like you know the foreman, so he would go to the lumber yard to pick stuff up or whatever, and then you'd be there with you know me and my brother and like some other adult that worked for him. And I remember one time it was winter and we were roofing this house and it was morning like seven a.m. and the whole 
we had put down like the paper on the house and it was all frosted over and you couldn't go up there. Yeah. And, but I knew like in order for us to work, we're going to have to get the frost off that roof. And I was like, dad's going to be here any second. So I got up there and I kind of like shimmied up and I was, had a broom and I was trying to sweep the, the frost and right away my feet just went oh, no. and I just started sliding down the roof I had enough time like Chevy to Chase like style realize yeah so I kind of righted myself I knew I couldn't stop myself but then I just I knew there was still like the trench from them digging the foundation around the outside oh. so I just launched myself forward off the roof <laughs> like a frog and rolled and uh yeah, and then I just kind of rolled on the on the cold hard ground, and uh, it didn't break anything. I wow. was fine. I got the rest of the day off, which was great. Did you do that too? Yeah, he's like, "What were you thinking?" I was like, "I didn't want you to come yell at me." He's like, "I guess you can go home for the day." <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to turn the corner and you'd be on the ground and be like, "Stop, off. By the way, that's Pete Gardner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, did your dad pay well? Uh I mean, usually I was working off something I had broken at the house. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. He, he would pay me like eight bucks an hour or something. Okay. I felt like that was pretty reasonable yeah, based on bad. my skill set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because I mean, at that point, you're you're largely just sweeping and carrying stuff and uh-huh. that kind of thing, yeah. right? Every now and then he'd give me the nail gun. Oh, nice. All yeah. right. All right. How, how long did you do that for your dad? Uh, it was kind of just my thing that I would do when I didn't have like an actual employer. So once I got a little older, I, I started doing something else. So I would just do it whenever I needed some money. Like dad, can I have money? And be like, you can work. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I need men. All right. Dan Cummings, first job working for your dad, construction sites and launching yourself off the roof, man. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, all right. Well, thanks for sharing. You got it. Pete Gardner, what was your first job? First job I had, um, I was probably like 17, 18 years old, and I worked at the Price Chopper Gas, um, which is a, you know some off-brand gas company, uh, gasoline. I had this job for a couple weeks. It was a terrible job because they had the cheapest cigarettes and the cheapest <laughs> soda in town in Saratoga Springs, um, New York. And so... When people would come for gas, this was back in the days before everybody pumped their own gas. Okay. So I had to go and pump people's gas, and then people would show up and they want to buy cigarettes. And then people, I'd have to pump somebody else's gas and they wanted to buy soda. And so there was constantly, and then I got to this point where I just got overwhelmed. And then one day I came to work, it might have been my last day at work. (laughs) Where there was the guy who was like, you know, like the towny guy who like worked there all the time and he was leaving his shift yeah. and I was showing up and I was just like, you know, like a kid. And he's like, hey, uh, once I dip the tanks, which is like you tell how much, how deep, right. they, how much gasoline they have in the tanks. He's like, uh, you want to go get high? <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, sure. Why not? And oh my God, was that a bad choice? <laughs> and I... I just remember at one point I had like $8,000 in my pockets because I couldn't make it in to use the register. I just kept just taking money from people and giving them change. And I just had all this money just packed into my pockets. And I did for a second think like I could just leave. This is more money than I'll ever make at this job. And uh, I just remember just freaking out. Just There were so many people and they just kept coming. And what was probably – 
two, three, four hours and felt like it was like days <laughs> of just doing that. And I just, it was the biggest mistake. It taught me a great lesson though. I would, I've never, ever gotten high doing anything work related ever in my life because <laughs> it was such a nightmare. Wow. So yeah, it's like if the guy on the Ed Sullivan show who spins the plates on the poles, yeah, like that guy doesn't do that on weed. Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> well, and the guy he's teaching to do it doesn't do that either. <laughs> Oh my God, it was such a nightmare. And also, I think on my wrist, I had the key to the front door. And so I had to like, I had to open the door for people and let them in, and then they'd buy things and I'd go back out. And I, oh, it was a nightmare. Wow. Okay. What did they pay you at this gig? Oh, probably minimum wage. Nice. It was <laughs> crazy. It was crazy that, uh, yeah. But I'll never forget, though, I do remember, like, just pulling all that cash out of my pocket <laughs> and laying it down. And then, like, then I had to bullshit on the on the things of, like, all the different sales. I think I was supposed to write down what each sale was. And I was just like, $12, $13, Uh But I gave it all to him. I should have kept it. should have kept it. Should have kept it and never come back. Never come back. I've done a bunch of these, and I'm not blowing smoke at you when I say that's the best story I've ever heard in the first job <laughs> series. <laughs> so, oh, sad, sad but true. So Pete Gardner getting high at uh, the, the shitty gas station with the cheapest cigarettes and the cheapest soda <laughs> and did no, not walk away with the money. Did not walk away with the money. All right. Well, well played. Straight arrow Gardner. <laughs> All right, Pete. Thanks for sharing. My pleasure. God, pizza beauty, isn't he? That wraps up episode 234 of the John of All Trades podcast. Special edition, first job from Denver Film Festival. And man, yeah, I, that is my favorite first job I've ever had. It was great having all of these. I love doing coverage at DFF42. Thank you, Neil Trulio. Thank you, everyone at Denver Film. And thank you to everyone who participated not only in the first job series, but in giving me great content talking about your film. We're going to whip through the plugs here. The John of All Trades podcast is produced by Deft Communications, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. Training, content, engagement, and podcasting. Our sponsor is 4Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Anything you're doing online, 4Degrees can help you do it better. Building websites, online advertising, social media marketing, they've got it all. They will get your message in front of the people who need to hear it most on the platforms they are on. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Follow John of All Trades on social media. That's J-O-A-T pod. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. First job series usually go up on Mondays. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. Those are available on iTunes, Stitcher, a billion other podcatchers, and of course, the John of All Trades homepage. That's J-O-N of All Trades dot U-S. Have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Thank you again for listening to me. It is an enormous thrill to bring this show to you, and I will even bring you one next week. That's right. You got to get back to work. So do I. Got a brand new episode already in the can. So until I hear you again, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny.